Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Thought Crush. We're getting so good at that. Sponsored by Roughneck Scars. We're back. Yeah, we have another guest today. Yeah, we do. We do. Carson from the Beautiful Game Network is going to be joining us shortly. Uh, he's a fellow Ohio native and uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of Beautiful Game Network. Yeah. I also, you guys, I pulled up some fun facts about Ohio because, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's hear them. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to share them with Carson? Together? We can okay. do them all together. I'll save okay. them. They're exciting. I won't get too far ahead of myself then. I do have rapid fires, though. Excellent. I will try to think of one while you are asking yours. Okay. I have two. So. Oh, good. More time to think. The first one. <laughs> um, do you have any weird food combinations that you enjoy? Is this because of your eggs with ketchup? I don't feel like that's weird. I, I don't like eggs with ketchup, but I do feel like a lot of people like it to where I don't know that I would say it's weird. Interest, like weird food combinations. I will say mine. Um, ever since I was in high school, I'm a big fan of Fritos and peanut butter. They're so good together. I highly recommend it for everyone. Christian and I are both making a face. <laughs> Y'all are wrong. Fritos I was making butter. a face at your face because I thought it was hilarious. I'm not <laughs> perturbed by her food mixing. Yeah, that doesn't sound good to me. For three years, so I'm like, that sounds about right. Yeah, you're not shocked by food combinations. That I it makes have. her happy. Oh, it's so good. It's like that sweet and salty and crunchy all together. And I suggest it. But also, scrambled eggs and ketchup, guys. I didn't realize that was weird. <laughs> I don't think it's that weird. I don't like it, but I don't think it's that weird. <laughs> I don't know that I have any weird food combinations that I like. The other night I did, like, for dinner because I didn't cook. Oh, if my mom listens to this, she's going to, like, have some words. But I just had pretzels and, like, dipped them in this, like, flavored cream cheese that I had. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board with that. It was really good. It was probably should not have been my dinner, but <laughs> it was, you know, better than cooking. That's okay. Do you have a weird food combination that you like? Not really. I don't like to mix my foods that much. You don't like sauces. I'm not a big sauce And person. I like sauces on everything. That tracks, I remember. We went and did like a major grocery store stop because we were like, oh, we're going to go into lockdown. Let's get what we need. And Abby was like, I need some quick dinners, you know, like those nights when you know you need to eat, but you don't really want to cook anything. You know, what are your go-tos? And I was like, oh, if I'm hungry and I don't want to cook dinner, I go to bed. I don't eat. (laughs) I just go to sleep. (laughs) Like if I don't want to cook and I'm like lazy, I'm like, I'll just go to bed hungry. I'll be fine. (laughs) Tomorrow's a new day. I got taquitos. Yeah, I was going to say chicken nuggets would work in that instance, too. Nobody loves her taquitos. Um, my second question is, what's the most recent show you've binge-watched? Teen like, Wolf. Yeah, you're killing that one. Been rewatching. Um, the Queen's Gambit. Do you like it? I've heard some good things. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> the main character in it, um, the actress, also played Emma in the most recent version of Emma, which I also really uh, enjoy and recommend. But um, it was very good. It was um, very interesting show all about chess but still very interesting um the last one that I binge watched and then binge watched again was a Beth suggestion and that was Ted Lasso and I can't stop watching it 
Have we gotten Trisha to watch it yet? No, not yet. But you need to get on it. That was a good one, Beth. I appreciated it. Yeah, it's a great show. It's just kind of um, light and fun and soccery. Yeah, and very British. And I just practiced mm-hmm. my my isn't British it? isms. Yeah, in it. Yeah, there's a bit of that. <laughs> um, do I have any more rapid fires? I don't. Um, I don't have a rapid fire, but I do have something interesting that I saw on the news that I would like to share with you all. Okay, I do enjoy um, those. Doug, I watch the uh, the news at noon um, when I'm home from work, so like the lunchtime news. And um, today, WCPO was talking about how they're going to be doing, it looked like a series on athletes who have experienced racism. Um, so um, interview with uh, athletes at different levels. So like high school, collegiate, um, whatnot. But um, the first one is on tonight at six o'clock during the six o'clock, six o'clock news. So it looked really great. I like them in general, that news. They recently did a piece on uh, discrimination that some um, Black people experience around their hair in different professional environments, especially in the world of newscasting. So that was really interesting. But um, yeah, it, it looked like a good series, the little preview of it they showed. So I'm glad that out. there's more platform for that conversation. It's important that mm-hmm. it's accessible and people are talking about it and that we don't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Speaking. So not a rapid fire, but... I mean, it's a great segue (laughs) into league updates. Yes. And the only thing going on right now is Premier League. Yes. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Um, of. Just the ladies' matches. A Mm -hmm. Chelsea-Arsenal draw. The Manchester Derby. The Derby. The Derby. It's very exciting. Um, also a draw. Everyone had fun. And Tobin Heath got a goal, which was exciting. Oh, got to see a few um, U.S. superstars out there yeah. on the field, on the pitch. <laughs> but uh, other than that, we're pretty, pretty league dry. No MLS. I will say that while watching, I think it was the game that was on Sunday. So that was Arsenal, um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the there's one point where one of the commentators was talking about like TV or movies or something. And the other one was like, will you please focus? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> but did they have any good recommendations? <laughs> Not really, no. Well, no, it was just like he was kind of like commenting on, so, like, and then it would be quiet for a second, then he'd like bring it up again, and she, in the other one, the woman commentating with him was basically like, "Will you watch the game?" <laughs> so at least that's how it felt to me. It was pretty funny. That is delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so delightful is some investigation you've been doing into the Daily Mail. I hate the Daily Mail. So um, I really saw it in a tweet. I think it was last, was it last night? Is today Monday? Today's Monday. I Mm -hmm. don't know what days are. Um, Where they were talking about how, you know, earlier this lockdown season, so earlier this month in March, um, Jack Grealish was in that car accident 
where he crashed his Range Rover after an all-night lockdown party. And so I guess like the legal proceedings or something are going on now and all the Daily Mail headlines are referring to him as like this lovable childish boy. And then in the same breath, the Daily Mail is posting negative articles about Marcus Rashford saying, well, how can you be fighting in childhood poverty when you have the audacity to buy homes for your family? Like he spent a couple million on properties, which is a smart investment and plenty of other players do that. But you're going to try to tear him down because he's telling the government like, hey, we have to help these kids. And he's also putting money towards that, but he wants to take care of his family and that's a negative. After you um, shared with me that you wanted to talk about this on the show, I haven't really seen much about it, but I did see a tweet comparing two headlines Mm-hmm. Um, one was a white athlete and it was like talking about how sweet it was that he bought a house for his mom. And the other one was about Marcus Rashford, very negative, yep. but he's basically like snatching up properties yeah. or whatever. Like um, he bought five luxury homes worth more than 2 million pounds. Is he really focused on feeding the poor? And then the one that you sent about Phil Foden from Man mm-hmm. City, he bought one 2 million pound home for his mom. And he set up a future in Manchester by buying his family a new home. Yeah. And I think I think it's a great example. And I think this is a lot of what the WCPO series was going to focus on about how the lens that folks look at um, people of color with and how um, they just take things and twist it so negatively. Uh-huh. And once again, that is what white privilege is, is you get to go buy a $2 million house and people think it's cute and sweet. And then on the other hand... Someone else can't do that without it having all kinds of connotations. So. Yeah, and it it should never negate the fact that he's done some incredible work this year. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Marcus Rashford. Yeah. He has done some just, you know, very selfless stuff. And and I hate that he had he felt like he had to defend that. Mm-hmm. I hate that he had to tweet um, that he had to defend that decision. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just blatant racism. Obviously. And I sent you the one where they were like, David Beckham should be knighted for all his charity work. And I'm like, really? Uh, It's like, okay, sure. I personally don't know what he's done for charity. Maybe he does do a lot. That's fine. Maybe he has done more than Rashford because he's been in this business for about two decades longer. Mm -hmm. But he's getting all of this praise for, in my opinion, being a decent human being and helping those around you. And then Marcus Rashford is getting poo-pooed on. Because he makes a ton of money, wants to help people, and also wants to take care of his family. That's why I don't take care of my family. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't get judged. No. Sorry, Dad. That's why I'm not buying you a two million pounds property. And also, we don't use pounds because we're in America. (laughs) (laughs) I've never never bought my parents a house. Don't intend to. No. (laughs) No. Poor people problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. buy more crush kits so we can buy our parents home. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't sold any of those in a while, by the way, and they make great Christmas gifts for the people in your mm-hmm. life who love soccer and podcasts and us. And stickers. Which should be everyone. We're a delight. Please buy one. Yes. Absolutely. We'll give you an extra sticker. I just decided that yes. right now. And help the post office. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And yeah. We'll save the post office, save Christmas, buy a crush kit. We Lysol everything. We are COVID free and all yeah. of your things will be COVID free. We don't even, haven't even seen each other in real life 
in a it's couple been months. Like months, Beth. I know. It's sad. It's been like since my birthday, hasn't it? Yeah, it's that might have been like one of the last ones, mm-hmm. or the one after that. When we had but look guest. at us, yeah. still going strong. Haha, strong. Guys, once we figure out all this technology, you don't know what's about to hit you. <laughs> crush kits. If you buy them, we'll throw them at you if that's what you want. If you're in the area, we'll do a drive-by and we'll toss it like a frisbee. Oh man, got them. You guys, we have so many tactics to talk about too. We do. Should we take a little tactic break? Yeah, let's do that. And. We'll be back with some soccer love story. Welcome back, everybody. We have our guests here. We have Carson Merck, and we are so excited to have him. Carson is the wonderful gentleman who reached out to us about being part of the Beautiful Game Network. And we're so, so excited to actually, like, talk to you. Well, not in person, but, like, over the Zooms. And yeah, we're excited to hear your your love story. Of course, yeah. I think this is as close to in-person as we've had for a while in 2020. I, a lot of people were like, nice to meet you virtually. But no, it is definitely, I'm I'm happy to be here with, you know, my Southern, Southern Ohio sisters here. Yes. Speaking of Ohio, Ohio um, I pulled up some fun facts about Ohio that I I need everyone to know because it is the greatest state in the United States except for the past two elections. Is it about a tree in Cincinnati? Because Drunken Cruiser told me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Cincinnati and trees aren't going so well right now, but the first ambulance service was in Cincinnati in 1865. Um, Cleveland had the first traffic light that began in uh, 1914. Akron was the first city to use police cars. Cincinnati had the first professional fire department. Um, obviously, Cleveland is the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the Drew Carey Show. Yes. Ohio yields seven presidents. Um, oh, this is one. In 1852, Ohio was the first state to enact laws protecting working women. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right, Ohio. Um, 50% of the United States population lives within a 500-mile radius of Columbus. And there was one more. Oh, yes. Oberlin College was founded in 1833, and it was the first interracial and co-educational college in the United States. So Nice. See? So we're not – so most of our state isn't just racist boobs. We have some cool stuff going on. Yeah, my sister-in-law works at Oberlin. Nice. I feel like I visited that college when I was trying to decide where to go. Am I wrong, or does Ohio seem to have, like, 47 Division III schools? Like, At least. I feel like there's so many. Does Ohio lead the country, potentially, in D2 and D3 schools? I feel like Ohio is one of those states where we have the most sports teams, the most disappointing sports teams, but just the most, like, avid sports teams fans don't we also yeah. have like the most astronauts from here or something or something about the most flight? important ones we are the Out of this world i mean there's something about ohio that just makes you want to leave yeah. <laughs> the, 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 literally the planet, the planet. <laughs> <laughs> jk i love my state vote blue of course. <laughs> that so, was my joke when we were driving through kansas jess and i there were a lot of astronaut like so such and such astronaut is from this town. I'm like, yeah, because it's so boring. They had yeah. to go into space. The only claim that Kansas has is Superman. And technically, Superman, the creators, were in Cleveland. 
Really? Yes. Yeah. I they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so did your soccer love story start in Ohio? Yeah. Uh, barely, if that makes sense. So it all makes I sense. Was, yeah. So I, my first introduction to soccer was essentially FIFA when I was a teenager. Yeah, of course. And so I got into it with that, mainly like the World Cup versions of the game. And then with that, also the World Cups. And I would like, I was decent, like in gym class and soccer. So I got, didn't, I didn't hate soccer. And then did, uh, did with, um, went to like some Akron soccer games because Akron's soccer team was always stupid good. So like I saw Darren Maddox, DeAndre Yedlin. So I saw a lot of those guys there. And then like the deep dive into soccer actually was, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It wasn't wishful thinking, but it was something along those lines. So I applied to write for SB Nation, which is a network of blogs. And I was just like, I grew up, you guys know, in Ohio, like the main sports, football, basketball, baseball. So I was like, I know those sports well. I'll take any, any job in any of those. And they were like, hey, what about the Houston Dynamo? And I was like, you got it. Sure thing. And they're like, are you a Dynamo fan? I was like, I am now. So <laughs> I literally, that was how I got into it. And then it progressed from there. I ended up covering Rio Grande Valley for Dynamo Theory, which is the SB Nation blog. Start writing for Fansided, another network of blogs. And then um, from there, created my own site, which was the brief uh life of switchingplaysoccer.com and then it was that was kind of a no risk it no biscuit moment like man might as well and then uh beyond that then I end up talking to Mike Sparks of founder of Beautiful Game Network and he was kind of it was like the you remember the commercials with I think it was Reese's where it was like the guy had the chocolate and the other guy had the peanut butter and they ran into each other yeah it was one of those moments Essentially. So he was, he reached out to me and was kind of like, Hey, you know, um, we wanted to add some written content to the beautiful game network. Cause it was all podcasts at that point. And I was like, funny enough, I don't really want to maintain the site by myself anymore. So maybe we can make that happen. So we literally, I just became the written part of beautiful game network. And then um, beyond that, Mike ends up deciding to pass the reins of like the CEO or the boss to me. So I am, I have a lot of titles there, but I, I essentially run things at BGN. That's always the easiest way to describe it. Uh, we're thankful for it. Um, I think, like, when that offer came about, like, I think the three of us were like, is this for real? Like, does anybody really care what we are contributing here? And I think that's one of the cool things about it is I think BGN has a lot of diversity in content. Um I, I, uh, most of my podcasts that I listen to stem from there and you have like very team specific things. And then you have people like us who are like, you can be a fan in very casual yeah. ways. And that's kind of like the fun bit about it. So. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Chance. Of course. Yeah. Not like I said, I was happy to, I like, I love that about BGN. I think the fact that you have, like, I don't really consider myself a fan, like a diehard fan of any soccer team, which I think makes me unique. I just, they're players that I've come to know, they're teams I kind of root for, but um, 
to have the, like you mentioned, the podcast that are people that like have had season tickets for the entirety of the team or just love the team, love a player, whatever it is. And then you have the other side where it's going more of a general uh, podcast. It's more just good times. We have like Bantrop FC is affiliated with us. They do great things. I'm kind of covering everything culture wise as well as soccer wise. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big thing. It's just the the diversity of angles that we come at it from uh, with BGN and then um, just, yeah, great. A lot of great people. And I think a lot of just idea sharing and good time sharing, which is nice. So you can get to know people across the country and around the world. And also having the freedom to kind of cover it the way that we want to without these restrictions and limitations and censorship from up above was really important yeah. to us. I think it's very obvious to anyone who listens exactly what we stand for. And we're really happy that we don't have to dilute that to make listening easier for the others. Yeah. So we're really, yeah, that. thank you. Of course. Yeah. And that, that goes for even writing and podcasting there. Like if we'll bring in a new writer and they're like, Hey, you know, if I come on board, do I have to write, you know, five articles a month or I'm like, you can write one article a month or 50. It doesn't matter to me. Like, uh, people have jobs outside of this they have families outside of this so I never want somebody to feel pressure to create content or pressure to create specific content like you know I really feel this way about player x but I don't feel comfortable saying that I, I would never want that and I never want somebody to have like a sick kid and I'm like uh you know sorry Steve I'm gonna need you to knock out you know two podcasts this week so yeah, I think it's it's fun. I think it gives people a chance to um, display their skills. I, we even have like photographers that wanted more, you know, eyes on their photos. And there's not really a place they can put it on their site, but maybe there's not the traffic. I'm like, feel free, put them on BGN. So I think it's nice. I, I prefer to use BGN as like a spotlight for other people. I'm just like, hey, look at look at these podcasts and pictures and words. Well, it's an awesome place to call home. So I think you're building something different and fantastic. And I think it is very representative of just the soccer community in general. I think it's what yeah. keeps us all involved. So I'm in. I'm it. a fan. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm biased, <laughs> but I am a fan of it. A little bit into it. Yeah. Um, how into rapid fires are you? Because we have some. Oh, as many as you have, I'm, I'm down for them. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll start. Which clubs do you support? I would say I would Houston Dynamo, Newcastle United. That's probably it. Like I, the University of Akron, <laughs> I, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm not like a diehard. I'm not sad if anyone loses, and I'm not happy if anyone wins. <laughs> um, do you have any players that you, like, are super into or that you support? Yeah, for sure. I, I love – my favorite player of all time is Thierry Henry. Okay. And then after Henry would probably be Hatem Ben Arfa. And currently – like guys like Alan St. Maxim for plays for Newcastle. Um, and then I think a cool thing about writing and podcasting is I know a lot of guys now, so I'll cover them on like Rio Grande Valley and then they disperse from there. So there's players in like San Antonio, uh, Sebastian Velasquez, I think just is playing in Israel now. So 
uh, a lot of those guys, it's nice to see. I always root for them. I always root for the good guys. That's awesome. And Balotelli. Shout out to Balotelli, too. And Sierra King. I just oh, feel like Sierra King, she she gets my like she might I I might be the biggest fan of her of anyone, but Oh, I feel you. Like and I know that like if I see anything that she does on Twitter, like I know you're not far behind. Like I get a lot of my content yeah, oh, from you too. So I, I like it and retweet it almost on site. I see Sierra King pop up, I'm just like boop, done. Awesome. All righty. What is your favorite soccer Twitter slash Twitters to follow? Oh boy. So I have one of my closest friends in soccer is everyone just knows him as scams. So his Twitter is Nigerian scams. There's like a lot of S's you'll, if you're looking for like, he's the perfect combination. He's super intelligent about soccer, but he also is like, the most reckless tweeter of all time. Like he says stuff and I'll send him a message and I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's crazy. So I would say, um, I would say scams. And then uh, Jason Weintraub, who also writes and podcasts for BGN at home sweet soccer. Um, I think those would be my, probably two of my top ones, banter pub, the plastics, I think fall into that category as well. They're awesome too. Um, it's my turn. Yeah, I think it's you. When you're going to a match in person, what is your pre-match ritual? Oh, that's a good question. It's almost always going to be something with food. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't drink. So, going to sporting events in general, I'm not like a huge tailgate guy because I feel like that's used for you just to sit there and drink and sing and all that. But I'd say typically getting food. Um, We've had some matches here in Vegas, whether it was there was a Mexican national team friendly. And any time if I'm leaving a soccer match and they have the hot dogs wrapped in bacon with peppers, which I think there's a technical name for it, but I don't know what it is. I'm 10 times out of 10 buying one of those, whether I'm in an LAFC match or here, anywhere, I'm guaranteed to get that. But I don't know if I have like a specific routine. Just anything with food. Snack. Yeah, anything with food. I'm guaranteed to find like a snack or a meal somewhere. I have to say I, right now that I'm very jealous that you've been able to go and watch LAFC at their stadium. Because oh, it's, it's unbelievable. That was supposed to be our plan for this summer was we were going to like travel around and go to a couple yeah. different away soccer games and that this past summer. And then, you know, I actually... <laughs> I haven't paid. I haven't paid for parking either time I've went there, and that, neither time was based on like my credibility or anything like that. One time, so short story. So the parking was only cash at the stadium, and like one of the two lots around there. So I went with my cousin, who is kind of my he's my road dog. Shout out to Drew. He goes to soccer matches with me, cover whatever. So neither of us had any cash. <laughs> So we pulled up to the thing and they're like, we're like, Hey, you know, is there a way to charge this? Like, if there's a fee, we'll pay it like whatever. And they're like, now you have to go towards the entrance of the parking garage and then turn around. And so we just pulled towards the entrance of the parking garage and the guy just kind of like looks at us. And so we just waved and then just pulled into the parking garage. But then uh, I was late to the other match. I don't think they charged me, but that stadium is probably the nicest stadium I think I've been in. Yeah, uh, it is. Now, I'll, I'll take the question out of it. It's the nicest stadium I've been in. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite soccer memory? That's a good question. 
favorite soccer memory? I would say, I would say probably covering the last two before this one, USL Cups. I think that was fun um, to just kind of, a lot of it, as you guys know, is it's virtual for a lot of your friendships in soccer. So um, to be at the USL Cup and get to talk to a lot of those guys that you kind of get to know virtually on Twitter or whatever. Um, so I would, I would say probably those, and both of those were in Louisville. So I obviously flew to your fine state of Cincinnati both times. And sorry, you had got to go Scott. to Louisville. Yeah, sorry, you had to go to Louisville. Yeah, not, not great. It was actually, and, and I'll factor that in too, because my parents still live in, in Stowe by Akron, and they drove down and hung out with me the day before the match both times. So They drove to Louisville that, from Stowe? That is love. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm the only son. They have two two daughters, but I'm the only son, so I, I thought I was worth it. But, yeah, so I would say probably those two, because, I, like I said, if think if I were a fan and there was, like, a special moment that I can remember, like, my team won, but it's just I don't have those moments. Well, if you want to be a Cincinnati fan, we are welcoming. You're an Ohio sports fan, so you're well-versed in pain. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right in. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I actually – We have a new yeah. stadium coming, too. So. It's going to be dope. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I have, and FC Cincinnati is one of those teams where I have like, I have a friend that works in, I don't know what, what department, marketing maybe for the team. And then uh, one of my good friends from high school works for, he's going to be so mad, I'm going to mess up the name of his company. The Fourth Floor Digital, I think, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Is that is that the name of it? Was I right? No. Close. Uh-huh. Close. Fourth Floor Creek. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. Close enough. But he's, he actually works for them. So I have people that are like close to the club. And I, I mean, there's Skyline Chili there, so I, I'm never too far away. <laughs> yeah. What are your other favorite podcasts? Ooh, other favorite podcasts. I love, I think my favorite podcast is Road Trippin', which was um, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, who started it when they were playing for the Cavs in 2017 after we won the championship. So that was like one of the first player podcasts that was like them talking to their teammates. It was kind of like behind the scenes stuff. So I would say, I would say road tripping, obviously all any podcast affiliated with BGN is in that list. Um, And then going back to scams of Twitter, his podcast shirtless plantain show, which I just feel ridiculous even saying that out loud, but (laughs) I feel like I might need to investigate that. If you, if you, if you follow him, I would say most of the tweets you'll see, you'll laugh and feel guilty that you laugh. (laughs) Like he's, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll say something. I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, I'm going to hell for laughing at this. (laughs) Oh, I mean, we're already going there, so it's fine. Yeah, that, that's that's him, one hundred percent. Really feel bad at laughing at many things. Yeah, well, the, yeah, he is definitely he's definitely a follow to have. Them. <laughs> it's possible, Carson, that you might appreciate Nipey Line Radio if you're not already. Oh yeah. Them. No, I don't think I'm. Fam- I'm not familiar. Oh, he would yeah, like. They're like a podcast and Twitter down here in Cincinnati. They're like a parody uh, account, essentially, of the team, and they're oh, very, nice. very funny. But yeah, I, I do like feel sometimes for laughing at their jokes. Yeah, so. I, I'm like, man, we have to make fun of our team to get through the pain. Oh, yeah, I mean, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Cleveland sports fan. So that I'm 29. That's been most of my life. We have one. We have one title in those years, and this. Same amount of winless seasons. So what's a title? Um, you have two. Right. The Cats <laughs> have one and the Indians won. No, the Indians didn't win. 
Indians lost. Oh, never mind then. They and we blew a th- and we blew a three one lead, which made it even worse because yeah. then we because we came back. Technically, the Cleveland Monsters, the hockey team, won, so we'll, we'll count that as the second one. That's fair. What do we have here? We have the Cyclones have won one. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we won one playoff Joe match. Burrow. <laughs> we well, they haven't even they they haven't even. <laughs> Chad is that Chad Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, however you prefer, was actually one of my favorite players of all time. Same. I still love yeah. him and yeah. I still follow him and I love how much he he's ridiculous and he loves McDonald's and Starbucks as much as we do. And he loves soccer. He does love soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love soccer. Yeah. True story. Um, do you have any pets? I do. I have a cat and I have a dog. Um, Eloise is the dog. My wife has had her since she was born. She is, uh, she's a, she's getting up, she's seasoned, she's getting up there in age, but uh, then we have, we have our cat Sterling that is uh, just two, two years old, I think. And he is a great cat, is he not? Yes, 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 Sterling's a, and it's a she, but. she, my apologies. um, No, you're good, that's 10 times out of 10 that mistake is made, but the, uh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted it to be soccer related, so Raheem Sterling, Sterling Silver, it just kind of made sense. I too have a gray cat. He is oh, nice. He's on the couch over here, and Minnie is right here. We yeah. have our- Sterling has Sterling has two speeds. She's either sleeping or running around, like stealing my wife's decorations. Yeah, I'm brand. Yeah, <laughs> they're jerks. Um, if you could see one player live, who would it be? One player live, I would say. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Alan St. Maximin for for Newcastle. Very skillful player, wears a Gucci headband. So I mean, that's it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Beth, you're next. Oh, it's me. Um, what are you into besides soccer? It's funny. I just never like soccer wasn't even a factor of my life until <laughs> I really got into it, and now it's like my entire life. But it happens. Um, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I, I'm deep in the game now, but. I still, all, obviously, all the Cleveland sports, and then I actually co-host the podcast with two of my best friends uh, about boxing, so that's that's my other one. Um, what is your Harry Potter house? Oh, that's, a good, that's actually a really funny question. So I feel like by personality, I feel like I might fall into a Slytherin category, but I'm, I was a big Cedric Diggory fan, and so... Uh, Hufflepuff, I believe, is Cedric Diggory's house, and it's actually hilarious. This falls into the TMI category for sure, but I actually have Hufflepuff underwear. Shout out to Me Undies, but oh, Me Undies is great. Oh, so cool. Now I need Hufflepuff underwear. <laughs> yeah, they, they came out like a Harry Potter collection. That is, that's my wife's jam. She's a diehard Harry Potter fan, so she was like, well, "I need to get you something." So I was like, "What house was Cedric Diggory in?" Give me a pair of those underwear. What house is your wife in? That's a good question. Maybe Gryffindor? You don't know Amy. this. She can divorce you. What's your Harry Potter house? Gryffindor. Confirmed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to know these about everybody. I feel like I did a personality yeah, thing once, and I wasn't sure which one I came out as. It's you, Beth. 
It is me again. I'm going to scrap my last question because I want to know instead um, who, what is your favorite interview you've ever, have ever done in the soccer world? Uh, that is, that's, it's impossible. <laughs> I've asked, <laughs> I will, <laughs> there have been a lot of really good ones. And I always say I have such a little factor in an interview. Like I'm like 1% and they're 99%. Um, uh, I did an interview with a player in a female player in Ghana this year, which was pretty interesting. Um, I always like when I can talk to players that I know well and kind of tell their story a little bit. So uh, players like Josh Yarrow, who he started a foundation after his mom passed away. So I was able to do an interview with him. Um, yeah, best interview. Hugh Roberts is a great interview at any at any point. Also part of the BGM family, but he has like a black belt in Taekwondo and played AAU basketball with Victor Oladipo. So he just has like a super random backstory. But uh, Cody Lorendi is another one too. Those those are the ones that come to mind. Tons of NWSL players that have really cool stories too. Estelle Johnson, one one that pops up there. I've done so many interviews. I don't even know how many. They all run together, but they're all great. I suggest Mike LaHood. I think any time that he gets to share his story is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, came from Sierra Leone. Um, he played in Cincinnati for a year. And mm-hmm. I, think he, I think he was in he was in San Antonio for San a while. Antonio's well. was, he yeah. hired from San Antonio. I, I think. want him to go into broadcasting, but he does oh, a lot of great work, like building schools in the Sierra Sierra Leone, and he's a fantastic nice. writer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if we can push you in any direction, that's the that's direction. the one. Oh, I'm down for that for it's sure. Mike Lahoud, um, super awesome dude. And I have the last question, and I'm yeah. sure you're probably super prepared for it. But who is your soccer crush? Who is my soccer crush? And you can have multiple because I feel like we all have multiple. Yeah, yours is Al Link Stadium and Mason Mount. That's pretty, that's on brand. <laughs> Al Link Stadium, fair enough. Yeah. It's O'Hugh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, soccer crush. I feel like it. I feel like the age thing makes the soccer crush uncomfortable. But like Sierra King would be one of mine. Yeah. Like, I mean, how I can feel you like, crush on her? But I feel like she's so much younger than me. I feel like a cradle robber. But. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot of different kinds of crushes. Like <laughs> um, Abby wants to pack uh, lunch for Tommy McCabe. Oh yeah, that's my son. <laughs> I'm oh, adopted gotcha. him officially. I would give him a piggyback ride to and from practice. Who else? Who else is another? I love uh, I love Sid Larue. Yeah, um, she's great. Danielle Danielle Vandedonk, who plays for Arsenal. Um, she's pretty funny. On I think I follow her on TikTok. She's pretty funny there. Um, yeah, I think I'll go. Tim Tim Tim. I, I feel like you also. I mean, Ruben lost his cheek. Like if oh. it, I mean that's that, that's that's one where as a guy. You're just like yeah, you have to. I mean, so I'm not even sure how I'm even like the same like species. Species as Ruben off the cheek. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm like what am I even doing? Like what am I doing here? He's out of this world. He's a, yeah. Ruben off his cheek. That's a, that's the handsome dude. But I'll say I'll say Sid, Ciara King. I'm not even like a Ciara King's not even. A, I'm like I want to be in her fan club. So if we want to get that rolling, and we get that rolling. <laughs> 
but yeah. Oh, I I think we could start a fan yeah. club. Yeah, I'm so I'm so down. Like I, I feel like Stan because I'll like I'm just like yeah she's she's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of her. She's one. Yeah, of this. Yeah, this NWS all season was so weird. It was cool because they had center stage, obviously with the Challenge Cup, and nothing else really going on. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was an inter- interesting season. But there are a lot of super super young talented players in NWS. So um, she's clearly towards the top of that list. I'm a little biased, um, uh, but I'd love to see her come play in Louisville. Yeah, it's, for sure. In the ladies' team, not the bad purple team. Yeah, that's that's fair. They, I love that they picked up. Uh, they picked up Addison Merrick, who I thought was a really good pickup. A yeah. uh, rookie out of uh, she was a rookie out of Kansas this season. But yeah, I need to. I was actually planning to if the, if the match had occurred and was going to be in Louisville, I was probably going to go there again. Skyline is just it's such a guarantee. What do you guys have go to Skyline orders? Uh, yes. Let's hear. I okay. So I like a five way because I like it all. Okay. Um, also, don't sleep on the chili cheese fries. Chili cheese fries every like, time. I've never had the chili cheese fries there. Yes. And we actually have one up in, up in towards Akron. We have a Skyline. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you're in the Cincinnati area, there are tons of local Cincinnati chili places, too, that offer some pretty fantastic things. I'm a little biased, but Blue Ash Chili might be my favorite yeah. one. Better than Skyline? It's... I. Listen, it's not a better, worse than situation. It's okay. Been, this is the same, but different. I've been doing like a chili parlor. Well, I had been before we had a global panda- pandemic, a chili parlor tour with my friends. We would go to like a different chili parlor every month. And I think Blue Rush was our favorite of all the ones we went to. I'll have to revisit that with them. But yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough, man. Pick one over Skyline is or not over Skyline. Let me correct myself. Not over Skyline. I'll send you the menu so you can look at it. Yeah. Sometimes. People are so confused, like, outside of Ohio when you talk about, like, uh, chili on spaghetti. It's like they think it's the craziest thing of all time. Like, you like spaghetti and you like chili. Like, I I don't understand what the the issue is. Yeah, just try it. One of my co-hosts. Yeah, just try it, and I'm Mm -hmm. sure you'll like it. One of my co-hosts on the other football podcast his wife is uh, Japanese. She still lives in Japan. And so he was over there and <laughs> he, he's a sick dude. He had, <laughs> he had tuna ice cream. Yep. And so, so that's just bad enough. And then he's describing it and he was like, yeah, it's just like ground up. So there's like chunks of tuna and the other flavor he had, he got two scoops. So he had tuna on top and seaweed underneath. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was like, Oh, it's just one of those things I, I, you know, it was there. So I had to, and I was like, you didn't, you didn't have to just say no. Like that was your shout out to dare. Like just, <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was all bad. Yeah. I don't consider like skyline, like a hot food take. Like it's so normalized here that I'm just like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't either. I'm, I'm trying to think if I have like, do I have a hot food take? I like the Mc, I like the McRib. That's probably my only one. <laughs> I feel like there's a cult following for the McRib, so you're not alone. Yeah, the McRib seems to be like that. It seems to be like, yeah, I love the McRib, or you're a shame to humanity if you like the McRib. So I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of there. It, it is what it is. Yeah, we're we're about some hot food takes here. 
What up, do you guys have some interesting ones off the top of your head? Uh, <laughs> apparently, I got time. We have three minutes before Zoom kicks us out, but we talked okay. about this earlier, and they made fun of me that I love Fritos and peanut butter. I didn't make fun. Oh. No, right, that's the right reaction. Good. <laughs> no, that's just nasty. That's gonna you're gonna have heartburn, and that's all bad. I thought you said heartburn. You're gonna have fart you're, gonna have, you're gonna have heartburn for sure. Uh, yeah. On that professional note, it was so lovely having you on. Of course, no, I will come back for sure. And then once we're allowed to see people in person, I will be in Cincinnati for live in person. We yeah. love that. We will be here. We'll take you to Blue Ash Chili. Hey. There you go. I'm down. Right. Mix it up. And the West End Stadium. Yeah. We'll, we'll get all up inside her. I'm down. Okay. I'm with it. But thank you so much. Anything you want to plug? Every single Twitter handle will just, tag it. Just at the BGNFN. That's all you need to know. And I'm at Carson and Merck, but folks go to the BGN first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. support and like and subscribe and yep. tell all your friends. Yep. All of it. And you'll find us here all hanging out together. Of course. <laughs> Ohio all day. Every day. <laughs> Ohio against the world. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for today, Crushes. We'd like to thank you. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks our sponsor, uh, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf sponsor, <laughs> supplier to the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And also job. thank you to Carson. Yeah. For being on and being our guest. And for letting us be part of the Beautiful Game Network. Agreed. Where we get to say things like this. Are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. A new Crush of the Week poll will be coming your way this weekend. If you have nominations, you can still let us know, even though we have this one kind of figured out, guys. We loved your nominations last week. It's been so much fun um, hearing and seeing who you've been crushing on. And if you want to share your soccer love story, DM us. We'd love to have you. And make sure you like, subscribe, rate, listen to our podcast on all platforms available and tell all of your friends and family digitally, not during Thanksgiving dinner where you'll be at home. And don't forget to listen to every other podcast on the beautiful game network. Carson has really helped cultivate a lot of really awesome podcasts that will definitely strike your fancy. Yeah. There's something for everybody. And once again, thank you for listening to soccer. Soccer